as somebody with a disability, it, it was very difficult for me to attend school physically. So I was looking, okay, how could I find an alternate mode of education? And I searched all over. I applied to a number of distance education programs and they essentially said no. Rakesh David has had over 60 reconstructive surgeries and procedures. His medical conditions have made it difficult for him to attend a physical school. And yet, his condition has given him a purpose in life. I have to believe that there's some reason why I was born with all of these issues. Rakesh wants to be heard, and he won't let anything get in the way of getting a seat at the table. This is Go the Distance, a podcast from Athabasca University. The world is rethinking education, and distance learning has become a major part of the conversation. To some people, it may seem new and strange, but it's been going on for a long time, creating opportunities and transforming lives. This series will share stories from one of the world's leaders in distance and online education for the past 50 years, Athabasca University, right here in Canada. We hope it can inspire you to start your own path to education. How far will education take you? We reached Rakesh over Zoom in Trinidad and Tobago. Rakesh was born there, but his family moved to Barrie, Ontario when he was a baby. He was born with some medical issues. Medical disorders, disabilities, um, medical conditions. He has facial differences. He had to go through a lot of surgeries and procedures, but he says he had a normal childhood. You know, obviously I did stuff way differently than peers my age. Obviously I didn't get to take part in certain activities and sports and stuff like that. But I did consider myself, relatively speaking, to, to have a, a normal childhood. I do recognize how different it is, and I do recognize how much struggle it was for me. But my experience is my experience, so it's sort of hard for me to actually say that, okay, this is what's normal, this is what's normal for me. From an early age, Rakesh started raising awareness through an organization called About Face. When I was very young, about seven or eight years old, I had a major surgery, and it was the major reconstructive surgery on my face. About face, um, Words was in the reconstructive clinic. And one of the representatives approached me and was like, hey, you know, we have this program. It, it provides support to people, you know, who are going through, you know, tough situations with dealing with facial differences. Come and check us out. When it came to advocacy, he was a natural. Um, I was very comfortable with like public speaking and crowds and stuff like that. So I said, yeah. And part of that project was we had a photo shoot and essentially had posters about, you know, like what you want to be in the future, little stuff about you, your age. And um, that was posted up in major venues across Canada for about 10 years. After high school, Rakesh had a lot of ideas about what to do. He tried out a couple of different post-secondary programs. As somebody with a disability, it was very difficult for me to attend school physically. I, I initially wanted to go into a little bit of IT. I started a program in IT. I, I couldn't attend classes, so I had to withdraw. Over the years, my sort of interest changed, and then I sort of you know, decided to go into law. He did two years in a law program, which led him to a new passion, 
politics. I really like reading our constitution. I really like more of the legislative and the government operation side. During that time as well, I was seeing some of the stuff that was happening in Ottawa that I really didn't like. So I knew that I could be different. I think I sort of speak for our younger generation when we say we want a world that is different. Regardless of political stripes, we, we want to change. Around the same time he was working towards this new path, Rakesh's medical problems escalated. And I really could not handle any more in-class courses. I didn't want to start and stop and start and stop again. So I was looking, okay, how could I find an alternate mode of education? And I searched all over. I applied to a number of distance education programs, and they essentially said no. Uh, not because of sort of my lack of academics. I did finish high school, but that sort of wasn't enough for them. <laughs> and then I came across Athabasca. I contacted Athabasca and it was like, no, no, no. <laughs> you seem like you're capable. We want you. And it was at that time I was like, hey, you know, these people actually want me. <laughs> I don't have to fight to get into it just like anyone else because I can't be assessed just like anyone else. So he enrolled in a Bachelor of Political Science at Athabasca U. And distance learning worked for him. When he needed accommodations for a quiz, his teacher didn't make a big deal about it. While I was undertaking this online program, a situation arose where I was essentially hospitalized and I could not actually undertake uh, one of the requirements for the course, which was telephone quizzes. So I reached out to my tutor and our Access to Student with Disabilities Department. Just to note, the department has since been renamed. It's now called Accessibility Services. And we all worked out a very simple solution. We'll just do it by email. He will send me a bunch of questions and I have to respond within a certain amount of time. They were like, literally, no problem. Let's do this alternative. Do you agree? And I was like, yeah. And that was a really nice uh, experience to go through. Rakesh believes that a lot of institutions are too limited in the way they think about accessibility. The word accessibility, things that is only handicapped, meaning that You're in a wheelchair, you have accessibility, and that's it. And that is where we need to bring in people with the disabilities to make those type of decisions. Whether it is at a private institution, a public entity, the government itself, cabinet, House of Commons, legislative, judicial. This is where we need a variety of people so they can actually understand, okay, yeah, this is exactly what we need. AU addresses accessibility issues through conscious design. Here's Carrie Anton, the university's coordinator of accessibility services. We need to just be more open in how, what we consider disability, sort of moving into a, a social model of disability rather than a medical model. What is your disability? What's your diagnosis? It's like, what is the impact that you're experiencing? What are the barriers that an institution um, is presenting or a situation is presenting? Carrie says that the types of accommodations made for online learning are different than they would be for a traditional university. We may not have note takers because it's a self-paced, text-based website that the student's interacting with. And so we'll have things like exam accommodations that might be extended time or a private room so the student isn't writing their exam in a huge invigilation center where there's a lot of distractions or noise. Online learning and distance learning has a few more Um, technical implications, but also has a, a lot more individualized accommodation. Rakesh recently helped out on a political campaign, and he wants to continue to be involved in policy in the future. 
after finishing my degree, I do want to maybe uh, dip my toe into politics, not necessarily as an MP, more work with our politicians in their offices, kind of be a little bit more influential at the core of Ottawa. But once I actually get qualified, uh, foreign affairs is on the top of my list. I do want to be a foreign service officer and actually represent Canada on the world stage, like actually be a frontline representative at negotiations, at events and everything like that, maybe even an ambassador one day. Uh, Having somebody like me actually representing the diversity of Canada overseas with actually the education, because I mean, that's important as well, (laughs) to actually know what you're doing, um, would be a very good thing for Canada. I know there's some reason why I'm here. I have to believe that there's some reason why I was born with all of these issues. So essentially, I see it as more of a, of a calling or of a gift. Okay, what can I do now that I, I could use my sort of my situation to actually be a positive driving force for people like me? Right now, I see how in our country, the root support that people with disabilities have, especially with employment, especially with education, are not there. And we have successive, you know, governments coming in and saying that we're going to support people with disabilities, yet it doesn't happen. So I think that as somebody that went through that, I could be that positive force and sort of tell our leaders, listen to what I have to say, or I go into those positions and actually affect some good change or some positive force for people with disabilities. Go the Distance is a podcast from Athabasca University. AU, Canada's online university, has been a leader in online and distance learning for more than 50 years. For more information, go to athabascau.ca. Thank you to our guests, Rakesh David and Carrie Anton. This show is produced by Antica. Our senior producer is Kevin Sexton. Our associate producer is Sheena Rossiter. Stuart Cox is the president of Antica. On the next episode... So I graduated around two months pregnant from high school, which was really tough. So I remember like, you know, crying, studying, crying, studying. And I'm like, I have to get through this because at this time, my parents didn't even know. To hear more about how online learning is transforming lives and transforming communities, you can listen to the whole series right now, wherever you get your podcasts.